It's pronounced Nate D. Gad. Nate the dead gags. Nickety dag. Nate Dijad? It's pronounced Nate Diggity. And here's your host, Nate Dijad. Welcome to an all new episode of It's Pronounced Nate Diggity. And this is actually a full episode. This is a, a troll episode like the last one, which I may go back and actually delete, which will be funny because I'll mention this. And if I delete it, people are going to be like, well, what was it? And if I don't delete it, then they're just going to be like, yeah, that, that episode was stupid. <laughs> like, uh, like Nikki said, she hated me for that, by the way. Just so you know, when she listened, I got a message directly from her saying, I hate you. <laughs> I have had less than an hour's sleep, and I'm at my wits freaking end with you, Nate. I can't even swear about it because you want a clean freaking podcast. Well, enjoy this themeless episode, folks, or as I like to call it, a straight-up middle finger to the MVP, the absolute backbone of this pod, because we all know we'd be hearing this episode in 2033 if it wasn't for him. Nate, I hope you get a paper cut. That was fun. (laughs) So let's do this. I do have a lot to talk about, obviously, like I said last time, I, which I, which is true. Like, I did have a lot to talk about, but I just wanted to play with Nikki and Johnny on that. So do this. Stick with me. We're going to just start off right now with what's Nikki saying, because we got to know. So, Nikki, what was that, that that you said again? Can you say it one more time? This one was all me, and I don't care about your complaints. My bendy lassies, he'd spin like a merry-go-round pure white, you know, all over the shop. All right, so we're down to hearing the answer. Nikki, please reveal what you were talking about. <laughs> I honestly could not have made this one any easier, but if you really need the answer, I got you. Mad bendy lassies he'd spinning like a merry-go-round, pure whitey and all over the shop. A rather flexible girl be spinning her head around like it's a carousel and throwing up everywhere. It was the exorcist. So there you go. Horror movie that Nikki was talking about was the exorcist. One of the scariest and creepiest movies there has ever been. To this day, yes, there have been some other ones that are kind of scary and creepy, but I still think The Exorcist is pretty high up there. And I'm a I'm a huge fan of horror movies. I'm not really scared by it, but it's one of those that just puts you in a creepy mood. So we did have two guesses on it. We had Jen, who guessed. Let me get back to her email, her reply. There we go. She said, I just don't know, but my guess is Gremlins. So no, unfortunately, it was not Gremlins. Gremlins is a great movie, though. She said, maybe a Barton Lass Kate spinning like a merry-go-round, Gremlins on the ceiling fans, pure white all over the shop, the headlights shining in from the car, or pure writing all over the shop, place where the Mogwai was bought? I think I have way, way, way over thunk this one <laughs> also got stuck on Shaun of the dead too but i'm sticking with gremlins 
And she also said, this is for you, Nikki. Egads. This is fun, but so nerve-wracking as well. I love Nikki doing this. So there you go, Nikki. Jen loves you doing this. So I love you doing this. It's great. The other guest was, of course, from Angry Johnny. And Angry Johnny guest, The Exorcist. So, Nikki, what's the clue for the next one? Two more to go. We're in the home stretch, kids. Here's your penultimate horror clue. This chick heavy incinerates some popcorn because she's too busy nattering on the blower and answering a Friday the 13th question wrong. There you have it. So, get your guesses in to natediggitycares at gmail.com and that's N-A-T-E-D-I-G-A-D cares at gmail.com yeah get your guesses in i hope to get quite a few on this one because we gotta see if if angry johnny can keep his record up because right now he's got them all so far so let's see if he can knock it all out so it is the 23rd right now so you have until uh let's do october 6th by midnight central time to get your guesses in for this one no, i'll say seventh the seventh just in case this ends up coming out on the 24th <laughs> so you have until october 7th midnight central time to get your guesses in and yeah we'll see what happens so all right so a lot has happened since the last time i recorded i've been to two cons i've been to uh just one concert I was about to say two, but I already covered the Megadeth one on the last one. So this past weekend was Dallas Fan Expo, which they they ran into a lot of problems, but it was against it wasn't against them though. That's the thing. A lot of the celebrity guests were canceling, comic guests were canceling, and I mean it's they got put in a bad spot, unfortunately. But honestly, it was a great con. Um, I didn't get to go the whole weekend. I was really wanting to. Thanks to Dana, um, I was able to get um, a press pass for the con for my podcast. And that's why I'm covering it right now, because I want to get the word out. You know, (laughs) it was kind of funny. Like when I went to pick up my badge, I got to the press booth and uh, they were like, I didn't know it was Dana at first. Uh, Dana, it was great meeting you in case you are listening to this. (laughs) She asked, uh, what's your outlet? And I said, it's pronounced Nate Diggity. She looked at me weird. She goes, what, what was it? It's pronounced Nate Diggity. Uh, so in, what's your first name? And then I, you know, she asked my name and found it. And then she saw it's pronounced Nate Diggity and she laughed. She's like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> so I got my press pass. I was able to walk in and actually enjoy this con i got there kind of late on well i say late it was like one or two on a sunday afternoon and i mean honestly it was such a great vibe it really was i did a lot of walking around the con i went with a very low budget i'm just gonna say that right now because i was trying to be cautious and not go crazy because i could have very easily (laughs) so i went with a few bucks but i did a lot of walking around the con just kind of people watching and going through 
the artist alley and you know just kind of looking at the lines for celebrities and things like that and i mean the vibe the vibe was incredible everybody was happy there was nobody just angry i never i didn't hear anyone you know saying a bad word at all and and, i mean it was just so positive everywhere artist alley was crowded which was awesome to see because obviously they are usually the ones that they don't get a whole lot of traffic sadly they do get traffic don't get me wrong now they do get traffic at cons no matter where you're at because that's where you'll see the comic writers the comic artists and other types of artists in there obviously because it's artist alley okay nate good job (laughs) but it was really cool because it's it was pretty crowded i feel like most of the people were in artist alley more than like the booths that have the the random stuff in a box that you can you know mystery boxes which those are still big like i always see people carrying those around all the time and because of course like really they they say hey you're gonna there's a chance you could get this hopefully there is a chance (laughs) but yeah i mean honestly artist alley was really crowded that was super cool to see um i got to uh talk with matt hawkins from top cow comics for a while um i used to talk with him when i was working with pop nerd which i haven't heard from anybody from pop nerd in a while i could probably still log in and write an article if i wanted to to be honest but it's been a while (laughs) but you know i met him you know doing that so every time i would see him at a con i would just you know say hey he would recognize me each time but of course now with a mask on it's a little harder to recognize people but we we had a good talk there possibly going to wizard world chicago thanks to him we'll see i'm waiting for press accreditation for it right now but honestly i know a lot of people online were getting mad at you know fan expo for not canceling after certain celebrities were canceling but the thing is at the same time like the people that are complaining weren't really putting into account that, you know, people have already spent money on, you know, flights, some hotels. Um, now, I know right now a lot of the uh, airlines and hotels are easy to work with to cancel due to, you know, the cancellations like this and, you know, the whole pandemic going on. They're pretty easy to work with. But a lot of people, you know, they already have it planned out like, hey, I'm going to Dallas these days i'm taking off from work these days and they're just already planning to come so you know all those people online aren't really putting that into perspective that there's a lot that goes into it other than just you know fan expo going well they canceled because i mean it's out of their hands if they cancel i will say mario lopez made a little video when he canceled you know apologizing that he got called into work which honestly i thought was really cool that he actually did something because a lot of the celebrities will just basically tell fan expo hey i can't make it or whatever con it is and just say hey can't make it sorry and leave it at that and then they're stuck with the you know the the role of apologizing on behalf of 
ex-celebrity or ex-guest or whoever, you know, so it's a lot of pressure. And I mean, this is coming from somebody that used to take supervisor escalation calls in the second tier of tech support. So I get that. Like it's, it sucks being those, those people where you're having to apologize for something that you don't really know the full extent of you were just handed information and you're having to apologize for. So I feel for that, but you know, it's, I honestly wish that I'd gotten to go the whole weekend because it was a lot of fun. You know, like I said, I didn't hear any negativity on the floor at all when I was walking around. Cause I mean, I was walking around just kind of, you know, enjoying the atmosphere. Cause it's been a while. Um, this is definitely the biggest con that I've been to since C2E2, just right before the shutdown of the world, really. <laughs> so it was nice. And, you know, definitely Dana, thank you for letting me come in. I didn't get to do any interviews. Again, I was kind of late, so I didn't want to, you know, push any buttons and be like, Hey, you know, let me get an interview with somebody real quick. I didn't want to do that. Um, I'm hoping that the next one I have, you know, more time to where I can actually get something scheduled. Cause I would love to get some interviews in there. Like, you know, like you guys have heard my interview with like Ming Chen, of course, like one of my buddies, you know, I'm, I love interviewing people. It's fun. So hopefully I can do that. I'm hoping to get uh, Matt Hawkins on here soon. I'm going to, I'm actually going to email him after I finish recording. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you get a chance, if you see the fan expo cons around, check it out and i'll say this even if you you know you're seeing your favorite celebrity on there and if you see them cancel still go honestly like you're gonna have a great time either way even if you're just there to people watch like you're gonna have a lot of fun um it was kind of weird though i will say this <laughs> i only say i only say this is weird just because i was expecting um you know other things but about 90 percent of the con was anime and that's with the cosplays i saw with the art that i saw i mean just all over the place it was mostly anime which nothing wrong with that don't get me wrong because there's some good anime out there i haven't watched a whole lot of it but you know what i have seen it's pretty good like my hero academia that's a great one and they actually had a ton of the voices uh for my hero academia there so that was really cool i would say can't remember the exact number but i mean it was a lot it was really cool so fan expo thank you for having me i can't wait for the next one and i'll be there obviously i'll be there <laughs> thankfully i'm local so i can manage it a lot easier but yeah i'll definitely be there and i also went to texas frightmare which was a it's a smaller con it's one that's actually in a hotel so it's much smaller than fan expo and some of the other ones but it was a lot of fun. I went with some of my friends from Oklahoma and they thought I had died at one point just because I was stuck in line for so long. So, uh, we got there, you know, just right before doors open and everything. And I was waiting or I saw the line was there for Corey Taylor of Slipknot. So I was like, okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind meeting him. Let me get in line. It's very short right now. They were like, maybe six people ahead of me. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go ahead and wait. Not a big deal. And <laughs> we were waiting, uh, just a little bit before 11. And then at about 12, 
twelve twenty maybe something like that they came over no not twelve twenty I'm sorry I was way too late it was like eleven twenty so they came in and said okay he's gonna do his photo ops first and then do the signing his photo ops weren't until twelve twelve thirty <laughs> so that's over an hour already right there. And I was just like, I have a good spot. I don't want to lose it. Some people already left, so I actually moved up a few spots from there. But I was like, okay, I'll wait. That's fine. And then once the time started when he started signing, I found out that there was another room that had a whole line of people in it that I did not even know. So I waited at least three hours (laughs) to meet him. But it was really cool. He was a really nice guy. Um, I got a mini poster for the movie Bad Candy uh, signed by him because, one, it's a horror movie. I'm a horror fan. And he's in the movie, and my buddy Chris Dudley did the music for it. So I'm going to get him to sign the poster as well. So it's going to be a double signed poster. And hopefully I can start getting more people that were in it on it as well. But, you know, honestly, I was kind of, I was kind of skeptical because, you know, those times where people were like, you know, don't meet people you like kind of thing. I've only had a problem with that once. Um, Every other time, you know, I've met people that I, you know, look up to or I like what they do or whatever. Yeah, I've only ran into one, well, no, technically two people that were just kind of jerks. But everybody else has been fine. Honestly, Corey Taylor was a super nice dude. I will say that. He was super down to earth. Um, I'm sure the people behind me in the line, long line behind me were kind of mad because we talked for just a couple minutes about different things. So, sorry if you were in that line. But it was a lot of fun. So, if you see any cons, go to them. Have fun. Enjoy. You know, go check out the Artist Alley and like frightmare is kind of weird about artist alley because it's kind of kind of the whole thing is like an artist alley i would say um there's like you know different booths mixed in and kind of the celebrities are kind of mixed in as well um there was one booth that was annoying me because i me and my friends we kept wanting to check prices and every time we saw somebody there they were like oh uh we're not we don't know anything we're just watching the booth for the the guy and every time I went by, it was either those people that didn't know anything and couldn't accept money, or there was nobody there at all. <laughs> so that didn't help anything. So, but yeah, it's it's nice, you know, get out there. I know the artists are really hurting right now from the pandemic, and you know, definitely needing you know help, honestly. So if you go go check out Artist Alley. Um, oh, hold on, I found a let me find a card real quick. Okay, so going back to Fan Expo, I meant to talk about this, sorry. I did pick up two cards, one from an artist that I thought was did some really cool art. It's Andrea, I'm going to butcher this last name, uh, Tommy or Tammy, T-A-M-M-E. Literally, the card has her name, it says, just Google me, <laughs> in parentheses, um, but it's Lothlanon, Art of Andrea Tome. Again, I'm probably killing that. 
Um, Instagram is L O T H L E N A N. And she does some really cool art there. The one that caught me was, uh, Tina Belcher. <laughs> you'll see it. Like if you go to that Instagram, you'll see the one I'm, I'm talking about. And then there's also one, there's a group that does VHS grading and kind of slabbing like comics but like there's a case within a case form it's really cool and that's a vhs dna just like like it's sounds vhs dna um that's vhsdna.com check them out so if you have any vhs that you want to get kind of graded or you just want to protect them i would choose that because it they look pretty solid I didn't get the chance to just like throw it on the ground and see if it didn't break or anything. Cause I wasn't going to do that. Um, but you know, it looked really solid and they looked really good, you know, displaying the way that they do. So check them out VHS DNA and then Andrea T A M M E. Um, and of course, you know, I'm going to throw out top cow as well, you know, check out all their books, especially, especially think tank. Um, that's one that Matt actually wrote. He put a lot of time and effort into it and it's a really good story. Um, not sure what that was, <laughs> but it's a great story. Check it out. Um, I'm going to work with him to see if I can get some stuff to send out to people, um, that listen. So keep an eye on, on different social medias to see how you can win. Um, I'll figure something out too, where I can put it on here so you'll know how to enter and win different things so yeah it'll be cool <laughs> so another thing so that noise was my phone apparently so another thing that happened since the last time i recorded was AEW's All Out. Now, AEW's been killing it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it flat out. It's been great. You know, every Wednesday night honestly feels like a pay-per-view instead of just a regular, you know, weekly show like what WWE puts on. It's so much better and so much more fulfilling, honestly. And what's crazy about AEW is unlike WWE, and this is why I don't compare the two as much, because if the fans are wanting something, AEW is going to deliver it. They're not going to just be like, oh, we know what you want, and then just not do it, because that happened a lot through WWE. So, like... With All Out, you know, everyone was expecting a couple certain people to appear, and they did. So, I think that's a smart move, honestly, because why would you get everybody's hopes up and then just be like, nah, not going to do that. <laughs> Pulling up the matches real quick, because... There were some good ones, and 
these were my picks. These were my picks before the winners before it happened. Now I, I was watching this at the theater, um, but my buddy Preston sent me the card and I was choosing who I thought would be the winner in each of them. So we had best friends in Jurassic express versus the Hardy family office. I chose the best friends in Jurassic express and they won. Um, women's casino battle Royale. I put that the fans were going to win because honestly I expected Ruby Soho to come out and win. And she did, but yeah, honestly, I replied that the fans were going to win that one, which we did. I, I believe that 100%. Then we had Paul White versus QT Marshall. I put that Paul White was going to win. I can't remember who won off the top of my head right now. Then we had John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. I can't remember who won that one either, but I did put Mox was going to win that one. We had then we had CM Punk's first match in seven years, one of my favorite wrestlers versus Darby Allen. And I called Punk winning because one, why would you boast that it's this first match in seven years and have him lose? Because when he left WWE, obviously he left with the pipe bomb. And Every time they were in Chicago, really anywhere, you know, the CM Punk chant would start. But when he went to UFC, they, you know, he he had that loss. And there was one night where they were doing, the crowd was doing the CM Punk chant. And Stephanie McMahon used that against them about the the loss. So why would you have him lose after seven years? You know, like bo- like I said, you know, boasting it first match in seven years and you have him lose no he's winning again i feel like if this was swapped around and wwe put this on he would have probably lost to be honest so i had punk winning and because he's one of my favorites of all time (laughs) then we had jericho versus mjf for some reason i thought mjf was gonna win i was hoping jericho would win because if he lost, he wouldn't be wrestling anymore. I didn't want that to happen. Um, but I just had a feeling that MJF was going to take it. He didn't. Jericho won, thankfully. So he's still wrestling. <laughs> then we had Miro versus Eddie Kingston, which I was just looking for a great match out of that because both of them are just, they'll beat you up. <laughs> I chose Eddie Kingston. I thought he might win can't remember i think miro ended up winning that one then we had the young bucks versus the lucha brothers now this one was one that i i like both teams i like them both but i did have a feeling that the lucha brothers were going to win that match itself was crazy it was a cage match so it was such a good match if you have a chance to go watch this pay-per-view go back and watch it like it was an insane pay-per-view and that's not, that's not even the last match. There's still two more matches. <laughs> then we had Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander for the women's title. And I had Britt Baker. If you haven't seen, I met her. Super sweet. But, yeah, I had a feeling Britt was going to continue that that reign. And she did. 
And then uh, for the AEW World title, we had Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. And again, I chose the winner, Kenny Omega. And this past week on Dynamite, which was actually yesterday, it was we started the... Oh, not even this. Hold on. I'm not even going to this yet. So at the end of this, you know, the elite comes out. They're in the ring. And then music hits. Adam Cole comes out. And it looks like he's going to challenge Kenny Omega for the title. Oh, but no, guess what? They were best friends back in the day. So Adam Cole left WWE. I mean, literally his contract ended. And he the next day he was with AEW. It was nuts. And so he joined the elite. So he's with all of those guys. And then music hits again. Brian Danielson comes out. And again, this is just proof that, you know, all these rumors are happening. Like, oh, Ruby Soho is coming. She came. Oh, Adam Cole's coming. He came. Oh, Brian Danielson's coming. And he came. That's why I like AEW because... They're like, you know what? We know what the fans want. We're going to actually deliver it. We're not just going to be like, nah, you don't you don't need that. Nah, don't worry about that. We got this other storyline going on, you know? So it was awesome. So, of course, that set everything up for this past Wednesday, yesterday, while I'm recording anyway. <laughs> and it started with Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega which they haven't fought in a while, obviously because they were in different, you know, places. <laughs> that that match opened the night, and CM Punk said something afterwards because he came out and talked, and he said, I'm glad I don't wrestle tonight because I do not want to follow that. Who? How do you follow something like that? Because it was such a great match. I'm not going to spoil it in case you haven't watched it yet. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. It was such a good one. Um, so, yeah, there's there's your wrestling for now. Definitely looking forward to more. I still haven't even watched SummerSlam. Um, I did try and watch Raw the other day, and it's just, I don't know. Like, they're just, like, their tag teams are just so random right now. And I don't know. Like, it just... I don't know. There's just too much filler, I feel. And the tag teams just are just so random. They're just chosen so randomly, it feels. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. I haven't really cared for WWE in a while. I haven't even watched it. Like, that's the first time I've watched it in a while, and I was not really impressed. <laughs> but I'm not trashing them at all don't take it that way i'm not comparing the two either because they're two different entities i would say so there you go there's some wrestling for you <laughs> um what all else has happened man just a lot honestly i'm still I'm still happy from Fan Expo. Like every time I go to a big con, it gets my like creative juices flowing and like I have so many comics in my head that I want to write that I have notes for in my phone. Um even when I woke up this morning I had a message from Nikki that we were working on a story together and she was like, We need to get 
going on it, which I totally agree. So there you go. That's another thing Nikki and I are working on is a story. Um, that's probably going to be a comic. I have a feeling, but if not, yeah, it's probably going to be a comic. <laughs> it's just too much visual stuff is going to be in it. I'm just going to say that, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to be working on that. So hopefully that'll be coming out soon. We have some other games we're going to be bringing up at some point. Man, it's been a, it's been a good few weeks. Oh yeah. Okay. So here we go. I knew I was forgetting something. I got to see corn the other day for the first time in 19 years. Now corn has been one of my favorite bands since about 96. Yeah. 96. They were in the group that I of CDs that I was getting from like Columbia House and BMG back in the day because I was just taking guesses because in my hometown we didn't have MTV. We had VH1 um, because the local college was very strict and had control pretty much of everything. I'll just say that. So we didn't have MTV. So I didn't know about, you know, Corn or all these other bands until I started just picking up random CDs from BMG and Columbia house. It was right when, um, life is peachy came out is when I got into them. Um, I got it and the self titled at the same time. And that's again, like when I got into like white zombie and Pantera and things like that, like I was just picking stuff out. Cause I was like, yeah, like I like metal. I'm going to get these. And Corn became one of my very favorite bands. Like, I had so many shirts. I had so many posters. I had the figures. I mean, it was crazy. And to this day, they're still one of my favorite bands. So the reason it's been 19 years is because, one, every time they would come to town, I had to work. And, two, when Head left, I just didn't really care as much for them. Um, I didn't really like, they didn't sound as good to me. It was like the backbone left almost. Cause I feel like, and it's, it sucks because like one, like David left too. Um, he's not coming back, which is really sad. Cause he was, he was really good. And, you know, of course I feel like such a hipster saying this, but you know, of course I listened to him when they were, when it was the original lineup. And once members started leaving it just kind of lost it you know for me but head was really the one that when he left i could just there was just no real like musical substance left he was it was like he was the one that was keeping that music alive basically and then he put out some solo stuff was which i really enjoyed and honestly it sounded like original corn <laughs> which was really funny because he his solo stuff sounded like corn, but corn didn't sound like corn at the time. So seeing them again was so much fun. Uh the first time I saw them was when they were on tour with Rob Zombie, um, just right after he left White Zombie, like after White Zombie broke up. So it was a mix of, you know, his first album and White Zombie tracks and then Corn for Follow the Leader. And that was the first time I got to see them live. Then I saw them a couple more times the next few years. And then that's when work started getting in the way and I couldn't go to any more shows for a while. So 19 years it took me to get to see them again and it was worth it. 
I'll say that right now. They were so good live. Um, Stained open for them, and which is funny because I saw Stained and Corn together um, in 2000. So even further back than 19 years. <laughs> so I saw them in 2000 together, and then then I saw them with Disturbed. That was the last tour I saw them on, was the one with Disturbed. And then, yeah, it's been a long time. Um, they're still putting on a great show. I did see Jonathan Davis solo at one of the local radio station like Halloween shows. It was uh, Fever 333, Under Oath, Jonathan Davis, and Ghost. So Michelle brought up a good point because she went with me to the show the other day that ever since Jonathan Davis put out his, you know, did a solo stuff and did a solo tour, he does a lot more on stage. Like he's just, you know, kind of vibing and jamming along because used to, he would just kind of stay in place and, you know, do his head banging and that was about it. But now he's just like all over the stage, just feeling it and i mean it's it's really cool and i was like yeah you actually have a really good point because when we saw him solo at that show i mean he was just having a blast it was kind of like when i saw uh zwan live billy corgan was smiling the whole time and you know beforehand like when he was with the pumpkins you know because zwan was like right in the middle of like the pumpkins uh, turmoil and all that good stuff. And I mean, he was just smiling the whole time. So it was kind of like that. Like when Jonathan Davis was doing his solo stuff, he, he was just having fun. It seemed, and it seems like, you know, he's backed in actually enjoying it. And of course had rejoined the band several years back as well. So that's good. Um, now Fieldy right now, he's taking a break, um, to kind of get, you know, I think he's getting clean. I think he's taking a, you know, getting his mental health back to where it needs to be, that kind of thing. Uh, so that's, you know, good that they're letting him do that and then going to, you know, bring him back in when he's ready, of course. So, yeah, I mean, Monkey looked like he was really tired. <laughs> I know that uh, he had recently gotten uh, tested positive for COVID and apparently Jonathan did too because he was talking about, how he uh was he was kind of fighting it and everything but he he was having fun and he he gave a good thing he was just like you know look just enjoy the show forget everything that's going on outside and he said that the main reason that they're still doing this is because the world needs entertainment and he's not wrong honestly you know with the way the world's been, we need that kind of disconnect from it all to where we can actually enjoy something instead of just, you know, worrying the whole time. So that was nice. It was good. Um, I only recorded about a 22 second clip. I think that was it. Something like that. Um, the rest, I mean, I took a couple pictures, but my phone was in my pocket. I was just enjoying the show. It was a great feeling. It actually took me back to like, you know, 99 and 2000 when we didn't have cell phones other than, you know, like flip phones. And obviously you're not going to 
take a picture with a flip phone from way back because <laughs> it's not going to show up anything, you know? So yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, yeah. I think that's about all I have right now. So get your guesses in for what's Nikki saying. Maybe I played the theme this time. Maybe I didn't. We'll see. I should. Should have. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think I did. Obviously, I'm talking before I edit. But we'll see. <laughs> but either way, uh, thanks for listening. If you liked it, you know, hit me up. NateDiggityCares at gmail.com. I'll come up with ways to where... I can give some more things out because I when I hopefully have some things soon. Um, you know, like I said, if you see a con in town, make sure to go. If you're in Rhode Island, um, Kevin Smith was just recently announced for the Rhode Island Comic Con, and there's probably going to be some other clerks guests. So if you're in that area, check that out. If you're down here in Dallas with me, I don't know if we have anything for a little while, um, but. Next month is Wizard World Chicago, which hopefully I'll be at. And then in December, there's C2E2, which I should be at as long as the world is still open. I'll be there for sure. Because I, I don't miss C2E2. It's like since Fan Expo is close, I don't miss Fan Expo. And then I don't miss C2E2. Those are my two main ones. And then if I can make it, of course, San Diego. So those are my three that I try and go to every year. So... Yeah, this week's sponsor is, um, I don't really have a sponsor still. <laughs> I'll just say it was sponsored by Fan Expo Dallas. Thanks, Fan Expo Dallas. So, yeah, until next time, which hopefully won't be another month, <laughs> if it is. Tell me what to record something small and I'll do it. I don't mind. I'll do a quick one. If anything, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, until next time, hope you all have a great week, great month, great almost October. It's almost spooky time. Have a good one.